Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Secret of Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to The Secret to Everything. This should be an interesting show. Um, I'm in a very windy place, and my Internet keeps crashing my wireless, so that's kind of um, interesting. So don't be surprised if uh, some weird things happen, and I think, I'm not sure if this is Walt. Is that you? I am here. With eight hi. Okay, and we have <laughs> Shannon. Are you Hello. there, Shannon? I was trying to call Shannon and saying, "Can you run the board? Can you sign in?" Um, so I'm not going to post to um, social media like you wanted me to, Walt, because we don't have a guest as of now, Miss Shannon. <laughs> I will have to look and see what if he emailed me back. I just, I'd emailed him and said, you know, we were going to change it. Um, you know, back to seven, but I didn't see. Yeah, we kind of played. Yeah. Uh, I was busy getting dinner and stuff, so. Right. So we'll see if maybe he sees that email and shows up. And, um, well, I, I don't know exactly what you have in the way of announcements, or Shannon and I can do them. It's up to you. Um, I really don't have a whole lot of uh, anything updated here. So I guess you guys might have to, to handle that. Okay, well, Shannon, Shannon, why don't you go ahead and tell, you know, everything that's going on with us, um, whatever you can remember, I guess. Let me get the um, the calendar. Did you guys, I mean, I sent everything over. Everybody should have everything on the calendar. We're booked actually through May right now. Um, okay. Next week we have Michelle Hebert, is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. She's actually been on the show before. Yeah, she's been on the show before, and she wrote The Tenth Door, and she is just an amazing, amazing um, being. I, I don't remember. Do you remember where it was? Is it somewhere in India, or is it somewhere else that she went? Yeah, no, it was in India. And she studied under a very high-level uh, yogi, and she learned all these great spiritual lessons, and she's worked in, uh, she just does so, so much. Specializes in yoga, and I was gonna say yoga, in yoga and in breathing, and she's such she's such a sweet person. I know you guys will love her. Um, so I kind of want to expand on what we talked about last time. Yeah, she also is the author of the Tenth Door, and um, she talks a little bit about consciousness and current energy sharing. Yeah, she's and, a, she's awesome. 
And then Go April third is uh, Carrie Adams, which Walt sent her over to me to get her on, and she said she would happy to be on. I believe she has a book, doesn't she? Yep, she has a book too, um, and she also does something with Killer Confidence. I I believe to help women get uh, motivated and help them become more confident in themselves and be successful. Okay. Then on April 10th, we have Teresa, and she uh, the Radiant Key. Oh, she is. I was trying to think who she was. She um, Isn't she channel Mary Magdalene? Is that right? Or am I wrong? I, something about Mary Magdalene, I think. Um, that will be very interesting. And then I have Shane from Spike Paranormals on April 17th. Oh, and you're, <laughs> oh like, hello. And you're actually yeah. going to be, you were just on his show. Yeah, I was just on Shane's show. You can hear the archives at psychparanormal.net. Yeah, we have a really good time. Shane's a sweetheart. Um, I'm actually the um, official psychic medium, and you'll find me on their website. Um, I'm a consultant for their team, and I've consulted on one case so far. So he's a, he's a sweetheart. You guys will love him. And then we have Alicia, who is, I believe, the co-author of Capital Hell book. Oh, those are, are we just having one or both of them on? Um, they co-authored, they uh, were interned. Yeah, Jane Jones and Alicia Long, um, they began their careers working for a former senator as staffers mm-hmm. in Washington. Um, and they wrote a, um, I'm going to put it in quotes, they wrote a fiction book, and again, I'm putting that in quotes, so they say everything's entirely fiction, but I have my suspicions. It's kind of like if you guys have read The Nanny Diaries, uh, that book is based entirely on, like, absolute facts, so I think it's one of those kind of books, if you guys know what I mean. Like, fiction taken from real life, so that's right. extremely interesting. Yeah, and they were both, they both worked on the Capitol, Capitol Hill, so they're kind of just going over, you know, what it was like to... Um, beyond the staff there. So, yeah, that definitely should be interesting. And that's all I have. have, Wait a minute. Maybe I might might actually have May done, too. I think I do have somebody in May. Hold on. I can find the page. Well, our guest tonight was... um, I I don't know. I don't have his page right in front of me because, like I said, my computers have been shutting down. But... um, I know his last name. I know. Does he call himself Oz? Is that right, Shannon? And he is. What do you have his website there, Walt? What is his website? <laughs> no, I don't have his website. I'm trying oh, okay. to find it. But he's it's he's awesome. very into paranormal. Is what he deals with. A paranormal research. He's very experienced. Thirty years in the paranormal. So we were going to have him on, but there's been a little miscommunication. I'm in a different time zone, so it's kind of confusing. And my kids would actually like to eat dinner at some point tonight and all the places in the time zone I'm in having to close extremely early. So I moved it from 8. Well, kind of we moved it. He didn't know when it was, and we told him 8, and then we moved it to 7, and we don't think he knows that it's 7. So we may just have to have well, a Well, I mean, it was little... way earlier today that I that right. I emailed him, but... Um, yeah, I might... even got him scheduled and everything. Like, I don't know right, what he to... asked me about being scheduled, and he wanted the link to, you know, look at... Uh, I think so he could even announce it. Right, and that was my, well, part of it, like I said, my Internet's been hard, and I couldn't, um, Blog Talk Radio had a lot of problems yesterday. I was on Melinda Carver's show, Positive Perspectives, and it uh, totally crashed, and we had horrible buzzing for 20 minutes. 
almost going to do the show. It looks like they have it up and running pretty smoothly uh, today, but um, whatever they did, I think they altered some things and I couldn't sign in. So I had to use my daughter's computer, and um, it's really hard for me to even post the show. So anyway, the saga of Blog Talk Radio, any of you that have ever had a show know that it's very um, inconsistent sometimes. As a matter of fact, chat doesn't seem to be loading, so I apologize for not having a chat room. And we will definitely, hopefully, maybe if we uh, don't have this show, uh, go the way it's supposed to, and we can't get um, Mr. Oz on the phone, um, hopefully we can, I did get the chat room up, um, hopefully we can um, have him back again and he will forgive us and we can get him scheduled in plenty of time and send everybody the link. But in the meantime, and his, his, his last name is Edward Ozoski, right. is what but, it is, yeah. And he's had 30 life. years experiencing the par- par- pioneering paranormal research. Um, you know, <clears throat> we can go ahead and, and tell his website is www.hauntingresearch.com. Um, so if you guys want to go check him out, we will definitely try to get him back on here. Sorry for the mix-up. Um, as other things that I wanted to talk about, what's going on is we actually have our Psychic Foundation class coming up. On, it starts March 30th, and it's an introduction to, you know, anybody that wants to learn psychic abilities or, you know, if you have psychic abilities and want to learn more, it's going to be pretty exciting. We have a Facebook group already set up. We have, um, there's going to be workbooks. There's going to be live videos. You're each going to, you know, be able to have a mentor uh, to help you through the class. Um we have our new video coming up, our monthly video, which we've been doing for the last couple of months on magic manifestation, and it is actually going to be on using. I know Kim had mentioned that in our last video, and we had a lot of requests on on wanting to do the video on using, so that's what we're doing it on uh, April 21st. And if you have questions on any of the things that we talk about on the radio show, uh, any of the classes, you are more than welcome to email me, shannon.doctor.kim at gmail.com. Um, anytime, you know, I'm on there day and night. So anytime you have any questions, I can shoot you an email with all the info and help you sign up if you wish. Oh, Kim also has Tomorrow is Darius. Um, if you can't find any information about that, you can definitely email me about that and I can send you that stuff over right away. And you know, anybody that wants any information on any of Kim's interviews or telesummits or anything that we're involved in, you are more than welcome to go to the website, www.secrettoeverything.com, and fill in the opt-in. You will be added to our email list and get everything that we're currently doing. And we really do try to keep it down to a minimum. We don't like to send tons of emails. I know somebody... Some people send emails out every day. We do not do that unless we think it's important for, you know, you to know or, you know, we're offering something that you might be interested in. We don't bombard your email box. Right. We try not to anyway. Right. Well, I mean, we don't like that, so we try not to do it <laughs> to anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, do you have anything you'd like to share or talk about or announce or um, discuss <laughs> since it's well, we, we always have our our, uh, our favorite listeners. Um, we, we have uh, Kelly who emailed me today and said, "Did oh, are we having no. a show?" <clears throat> and so I, I responded back, and she she never misses a show. We love her for that. 
Um, and there's Tiffany who listens, and she was sick a couple weeks ago. Hopefully she feels better. And then there's my uh, beautiful friend, Katie, who always asks if the show is on. So um, hopefully Aww. they're listening tonight. <laughs> and uh, as far as me going on, I, I am uh, making some life changes. I have uh, – I'm trying to produce my own TV show, and there's a lot to know apparently. And it's going to cost me about 500 bucks at the lawyer's office next week to learn a lot more. So that's just the beginning. Wait, so why do you have to go to the lawyer's office? Um, I have a an entertainment lawyer, oh, and okay. apparently there are some things you can do and can't do. And to avoid any hmm. problems, he um, I, I spoke to him on the phone, and to avoid any problems, he said, you know, I will get you. You know, I, I've been doing this for 32 years, and I know where people make mistakes, and so he said he'll, he'll help me. So you know what, five hundred bucks could cost me uh, could be nothing in in the long run. So um, I have uh, have a, a cast already, and um, I'm really excited about it. Another person has asked me to help them with their TV show, and I think I will be on that one um, if that ever gets going, and. Um, that's about it. I have my website, um, www.gotspirits, like got milk, gotspirits.org. And I've been helping a lot of people uh, all around the world get rid of ghosts from their house. So you're going to travel? I <laughs> travel for what? Did you clearing <laughs> stuff? No, I, I don't. I, I do it. Uh, I do it through... Um, through, through energy, through uh, picture analysis of somebody's house, and we try to basically we we I ask the people you know questions and see when the activity started, and to see if it was something they brought home, if it was something that you know they they just moved into a new home or you know any any type of big changes like that to see like Here if they were remodeling their house. <laughs> Funny. Oh um, you know, I try to get to the bottom of it, and then from there I have two people that um, I've never met but are absolutely amazing, and they help me. One is in uh, – I'm in New Jersey. One is in Texas. The other one is in Florida, and they each have their own specific gift where they can help me um, help, you know, help our clients. Um, and it's just very rewarding when somebody says – So you can tell if somebody has something in their house but just by talking to them on the phone? Um, I can tell through I'm I'm good with pictures. So somebody will send me pictures of their house and I'll and I'll kind of get good feelings or bad feelings about the pictures in your house. Um you can they then, take pictures of the inside too or just the outside? Yes. Inside, outside. I like pictures of the attic, the basement, the crawl space. Um, you know, if they want to do closets, they could do closets. Any place where something could kind of Take uh, you know, take up residence and and just hang out there during the day. Um, I I work with prayers because I I strongly believe in prayers to help change what's in your house and especially the Saint Michael prayer, which is which I have posted on my website. If anybody would like to see that, or if you can say Archangel Michael, if is you that, don't believe in Saint. Is that the secret Saint Michael prayer? Um, is it a secret? 
Is that the secret prayer? Um, that is, that actually, I'll tell you a quick story. I actually had a haunting at my house. It's the one I have. I don't know. I haven't looked on your website. I'll have to see if it's the one <laughs> I have. Yeah. I have a couple of them, actually, a couple of St. Michael prayers. And you know what? It's really all about intent, more so than the words. So if you miss say something or you don't get it right, all you have to do is have the intent and it'll it'll work. But I I had a an incident out at my house um uh, a few a couple of years ago. I had a I have a tiki bar and I was sitting out there, I knew that there was something out there and I saw a shadow at the corner of the tiki bar. And it was late at night and so I was like, Okay and on the side of my house is all woods, it's really dark. I have a big big property and um, the shadow came around to my back and scratched me on my neck <laughs> and left me three scratch marks on my neck. And <laughs> I, I didn't even know until the next day I was putting my shirt on. I was like, how? Why, my, you know, why is my neck hurting? And I looked in the mirror, um, and there were three scratch marks on the back of my neck. So a friend of mine came over. Um, her name is uh, Roz. And she was on the first, <laughs> the first episode of Ghost Hunters Academy when it first came out. She came over with the St. Michael prayer. So we sat outside the tiki bar. She goes, do you want me to read it? I said, no, I think I should read it. It's my house, and I need to take control of it and, and be empowered to make sure whatever is in my house or around my house leaves. <clears throat> so I read the St. Michael prayer, and it was like somebody turned the light switch on in my backyard. The whole backyard lit up. And the whole energy of the backyard just changed to a positive, peaceful feeling. And you just can't explain when you see firsthand how that works. But, yeah, so the St. Michael prayer is one of my favorites. I have a list of other ones as well, uh, protection prayers for your house. And if any um, paranormal groups out there <clears throat> would like some, you know, if you send them a copy of it or anybody in general would like me to send a copy, I can. And um, it's very helpful. And, you know, it's just, it's what I do, and I love it, and it's uh, it's very rewarding. I've actually, I've actually gotten, in, in one week, I had two uh, paranormal investigators contact me saying that they had brought stuff home. And, you know, that's probably one of the dangers of ghost hunting is just thinking you go to somebody's house and you have some fun and, you know, sit in the dark and try to catch things on tape and, on film, but when you come home, sometimes they like you better, <laughs> and they might be they might be uh, hitchhiking a ride home with you in the car. So it's always something to be careful with. Yeah, it would really be interesting to talk to our guest, um, Shannon. I don't know, if, are you able to find his number and call him and see if he can join us? Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you I think so. Okay, so if you want to um, even hang up and call back and see if he can call in. If he doesn't, I understand, and we'll get him back on. But, um, you know, I was looking at his website. I think um, <clears throat> I just think he'd be a really great, uh, you know, guest and enjoy to join in this conversation because everybody definitely has their own views. I was just looking at his website. He actually has some amazing – did we get his website? I'm trying to find it now. Um, he actually has some amazing ghost pictures, a whole page of really great classic ghost pictures on his um website. I'm trying to find it now. I have like two studios up my computer just started working. Um 
So his website is, let's see, um, hauntingsresearch.com. And um, like I said, he has some great, I didn't really have a huge chance to look around, but he has some great ghost pictures I definitely saw on his website. And the area of the paranormal is quite controversial, so I love talking to people that have uh, been in the field for a long time, because most of you know I've been in the field since I was two or three, literally, but in the actual field since okay, I was... Okay, I did find an email from him. Uh-oh, don't tell me. And uh, he was... No, he, he was just really confused by the... Um, because the website, and he thought it was Aiden and everything, but let me find his um, phone number, and I'll give him a call right now. Okay. We'll see I'll call if you guys can in this section. Okay, and if you guys have any questions about the paranormal or situations, we can give you our two, yeah, Shannon hung up, we can give you our two cents, or it's like I was saying, and most of you know, I've been in the um, paranormal field and did my first exorcism, not by choice, which is a long story, when I was, 20 years old, and a lot of my friends are in the consciousness world, and I love and adore them, but a lot of consciousness people don't believe in the paranormal, and they'll say to me, you know, there's no evil, you know, everything's one, everything's neutral, you know, there's no evil, and I'll be like, have you ever witnessed an exorcism, and they say no, and I'm like, well, you know, check out an exorcism, and then you come back and let me know if there's evil, because, I mean, and even if you haven't, even just, uh, if you've never experienced you know, that level of intensity, it's really hard to say it doesn't exist, in my opinion. You at least kind of have to open your mind and consider that it might, you know. <laughs> so, right. There's two sides to every coin. So you have good, you have bad. So it's just, it is what it is. But the beauty of it, in my spiritual belief, is that, um, well, a couple things that I love about the paranormal. Number one, what most people don't understand, it doesn't matter if they're paranormal investigators or whoever they are, we win in this reality. This reality, we are the top. Human living beings are the top. We have complete authority in this dimension. But due to fear and a lot of shell games, you know, human spirits and um, elementals and demonic entities and all sorts of things, um, you know, make us scared and make us think that they have power that they don't have. So a lot of people don't even know, and that's basic. And then the other thing is it's not, you know, good and evil are equal like Star Wars, and we're just waiting to see who wins. Good, or I believe God, trumps evil 100% of the time, and that's very comforting as well. So it's really not a battle against good and evil because good has already won. (laughs) I know the end of the story, and uh, good always wins, absolutely 100% of the time. But good can't win in ignorance, and in the paranormal field there's a lot, a lot of misinformation and ignorance. And so that's one of the things we like to do on the show is bring on guests. Uh, and if we can't get him on tonight, uh, you know, we'll chat a little bit longer and wrap up the show early because I'm actually on vacation. <laughs> and Walt just came in at the last minute. And uh, Shannon, you know, has a lot of things to do too. So we want to bring you, you know, great guests. And you guys are very familiar with our views, um, even as they're expressed by talking to our guests. So I don't want to keep kind of rehashing I guess the same the same thing because I think most people know where we're coming from. But like I said, if you would like to call in and ask a quick question on the paranormal, you can call in 646-564-9712. So other than the paranormal, well, um, what's going on in your life? Anything else you want to share? Um, um, I'm, I'm making a lot of changes, <laughs> Dr. Kim, lots of changes in my life. Um, 
But also, if anybody wants to call in, I'd like to hear stories about UFOs or Bigfoot even. Um, I'm uh, kind of up in the air on the whole Bigfoot thing, but I hear people really? say it in them, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is it real? Is it a, so is it a man? Is it? I don't know. Well, I'm going to get back on is Jody Cook. Were you on when he was on? He's awesome. And uh, yeah, there was a guy. There was a guy on that that was on, and I kind of fell out of out of um, out of my element on that. And so, but I listen because you never know. I mean, you know, I never. I always believed in the paranormal, but you know, in in what we do, what goes up doesn't always come down. And if if something like that can happen, things can vanish and, to, and go to somewhere else so we don't know where it is. I really, uh, you know, I'm open to anything at this point. Right. Um, yeah, you know what? This is the one thing I don't understand about Bigfoot. Why do we not have – hold on, Shannon's back. Let me open her mic. I'll go, we'll go back to our Bigfoot discussion in a minute. Yeah, okay. Shannon. Okay, he said he'd call in about five minutes. But the weirdest thing happened when I first called back, it was like – I know you guys aren't going to believe me, but it was like a demonic voice. It was like, rah, 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 talking. I had to hang up and call back to actually get, like, the right thing. It was so weird. It wasn't us, like, just muted or lowered. It was like, it didn't have words. No, it was really fuzzy. I couldn't understand what was being said. Maybe it was your voices distorted, but, I mean, it was like a really deep, like, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Very Maybe yeah, it was my stomach. Maybe it was my stomach growling. I'm just yeah. kidding. I don't know. You've got some issues. With that. <laughs> my stomach talks to me. Oh, so, um, well, we'll have to apologize to our guest. Um, it's so funny because I have, like, you guys are so amazing. I have tons and tons and tons. Shannon has tons and tons of um, people that listen and follow me, and uh, you guys listen to the show one of the things I think that's been hurting our show, Shannon and Walt, which I need to be more consistent about, is I think everyone started getting used to the 8 o'clock time. And then on some of the shows, we've been pulling it earlier back and forth. And I think we lose – actually, I think we get more listeners when we have it later. You guys might have to let me know what you think about that. But I, I do think people like it at the 8 p.m. time. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, too, is 8 p.m. seems to be better in the schedule Everybody's done eating dinner, and people are home from work, and and it's just a more relaxing time. You yeah, do you think so eight works better? I think eight does. Yeah. What do you think, Shannon? I I don't care. It doesn't really matter to me. I almost put Doctor Oz coming up. Oh, Doctor Colin and Oscar. I'm tweeting everybody, so that's what I'm doing. So. Walt asked me to do that, and um, I did it. But, yeah, I apologize. We should. We'll have to have him back and give him his um, full recognition, full hour, because it, it is a really great topic. But back to the Bigfoot thing. Walt and I are deep in discussion about Bigfoot. <laughs> and, um, the, the thing about Bigfoot that puzzles me, Walt, I don't understand if it's this huge phenomena. Why can't – okay, we have, like – close pictures of, like, UFOs and aliens and films of aliens and all this other sort of thing, which is another whole show that I have my own opinion on. But Bigfoot, it's all these fuzzy, weird, don't you think it's like, why doesn't anyone have a hand of Bigfoot or a head of Bigfoot or why doesn't anyone capture Bigfoot or, you know what I'm saying? I almost think, I always think it's because they're interdimensional beings, you know, like they go in and out of this world. And really? so when they just appear, yeah, because yeah. It's, it's 
impossible. It's impossible. These things have existed. Some people believe that they're, you know, an experiment by surgeon people gone wrong, you know, um, breeding humans and animals or all sorts of different things. I mean, there's so many different theories. You've probably heard a lot of them. But it doesn't matter what you think they are. Why haven't they been, other than hair, I mean, is that the best we can do, and footprints? What do you think about that, Walt? Well, I think if we could put a man on the moon, we should be able to find Bigfoot somewhere. I mean, there should be Littlefoot, like the kids running around. I don't know. Like how, you know, they, they have to get sick and have to wander off if they're, if they're kind of part human, part animal or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little, you know, it's, it's up in the air on that one. I think, I think we have to, uh, but I know so many people that go out and they, and they do these hunts and they hear, uh, there's actually a Bigfoot call that people make. Do you know what that call is, Kim? I've heard it. It just sounds like an obnoxious bellowing to me, like on Finding Bigfoot. Um, they, isn't it kind of like, do you know, can you do that for us, Walt? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get you to. <laughs> um, no, I can't do it because I don't. Remember the psychic part of who I am. I knew exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> you're good. I just figured, like, like you would do like some kind of, like, bird call or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I don't know. I've um actually I live near one of the um most one of the triangles where they say Bigfoot is um sighted a lot and uh, we always Brianna and I, my daughter and I always joked about going and hunting Bigfoot, but knowing our luck, Shannon we'd probably find him, right? The only people oh in the world. Oh my gosh. That... <laughs> yeah. I think it would be cool if somebody called in and, and uh told us, you know, about an experience on Bigfoot. Maybe we gotta have a show on Bigfoot. What do you think? It's I a love whole show of people I calling in. A little girl. Okay, let, this is probably our um, esteemed guest. So hold on a minute, and we will see who this is. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I have, is is this Mr. I like calling you. Um, is, can I call you Oz? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I've grown up with it all my life. Um, you, you know, certainly. Um, you know, Ed Ozoski gets a little tedious to, to a lot of people. So please, feel free to call me Oz. Uh, well, you're so kind. I really apologize. There was some mis- we were explaining to the listeners. There was some miscommunication. That was totally my fault. I am out of town. I am on vacation. Um, Block Talk had a lot of problems. I was on another show on Block Talk last night, and it took us 20 minutes to even get on the air. So when I went to schedule the show, which I shouldn't have waited to the last minute, and I usually don't, but um, when I went to schedule the show early this morning, um, I was unable to even get on and schedule it. So, uh, you know, if I couldn't schedule the show, I wasn't, you know, I wanted to give you, you know, permission. And then it kind of all went downhill from there. I'm in a very windy area, and the Internet's been going in and out. But I think we're stable now. And I'm so happy you could join us because we love your topic, and we're very excited to talk to you. And we have a lot of listeners that adore and love um, the paranormal as well. So let's start at the beginning. Um and um, I won't be just, I'll call you Ed, <laughs> but I love your name. And um, you are director of research of a website. Well, it's not of a website, I guess. It's probably more, can you kind of explain what you do? Because I was a little confused. I know you've been doing this for a long, long time, and I think you have an organization as well as maybe a paranormal group. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, I've been in the paranormal field now uh, for about a little over 30 years. And uh, I go back into the early 70s uh, with uh, a lot of my research and uh, and background. 
but uh, the the organization uh, Hauntings Research was founded approximately four four and a half years ago. Uh, I I happened to instruct a paranormal uh, studies group and. Uh, Members of the group who uh, have just extraordinary backgrounds uh, had asked me uh, to help them uh, form a paranormal group. So uh, I agreed to do that under the conditions that uh, we did it the right way. And uh, what we opted to do is instead of uh, forming a uh, paranormal um, investigation group, we actually uh, took it a, a couple steps beyond that, and what we have is a paranormal research group. Uh, now, the uh, the team itself, like I said, is is called Hauntings Research, and it really is a uh, it's an assemblage of, of very highly educated and highly dedicated uh, people that uh, represent decades of an uh, occupational backgrounds in science research and analysis so uh we we type we tend to specialize in in things like psychic phenomena hauntings uh poltergeist experience but what we're what we're really trying to do is we are trying to influence the current thought and the, the current uh, educational process of uh paranormal uh, as it exists today, not just to do investigations, but to, to actually have some influence on uh, the way paranormal is perceived um, at this point in time. Hmm, I love I love that. And um, so, do you approach research from more? Uh, like an empirical evidence type of thing where you're gathering data, you know, with paranormal equipment, or do you also use your own senses? Do some of the people in your group have, um, you know, extraordinary, you know, abilities? No, actually, we do not utilize um, any type of uh, mediums or psychics. Uh, the reason that we do not, in my 30 years, I, I found it extremely difficult to, to separate the the people with real talent as opposed to the people that uh, claim to have a real talent. And unfortunately, uh, there are so many people out there right now that mm -hmm. uh, are making false claims that it's very, very difficult for me to... Uh, to separate, you know, the the sheep from the wolves, so to speak. So, as far as as our process, we generally regard uh, uh, research as a process of uh, three steps. And uh, we, what we do is we pose a hypothetical question, and then we collect data to answer that question, which of course is the investigation phase that most people think about. And then we try to present some type of a straightforward answer based on scientific data to answer that question. So to answer your question, in a, you know, in, in a single sentence, yes, uh, we rely more on empirical evidence. Ed, I have a question for you. Would you be able to um, share with our audience um, uh, information about poltergeists and how they 
could potentially get started? Well, poltergeist is a very interesting uh, phenomenon. It's generally associated uh, with poltergeist activity. Uh, in my in my past dealings, um, I had occasion to work with uh, Dr. J.B. Rhine down at Duke University. And Dr. Rhine did uh, significant testing in the laboratories uh, on uh, subjects like psychokinesis and telepathy and ESP, clairvoyance, things like that. But there is a... Uh, a gentleman by the name of Bill Roll, who unfortunately passed away a little more than a year ago. Now, Bill Roll has a theory that I I uh, actually adopt uh, in regards to uh, to psychokinesis, <clears throat> and that is he he called it the PSI entanglement. Now, in modern physics, you have a uh, you have a um, a theory called uh, quantum entanglement. And that occurs when action performed on one of two particles, which are separated in space, appears to simultaneously influence the other particle. Now, putting that in, in terms for uh, your listeners uh, regarding poltergeist activity, uh, let's say that if we're talking about two particles, let's say one particle is um, a 13-year-old girl. And let's say the other particle is a lamp across the uh, the room. Well, according to the entanglement theory, that when the action at the one particle, which would be the 13-year-old girl, occurs, and that would be psychokinetic uh, energy, then the lamp is simultaneously affected, and that's where you, you have the lamp maybe falling off the uh, table. So... Uh, there's there's a, a good school of thought that uh, a lot of poltergeist activity is psychokinetic. Now, whether it is totally psychokinetic, um, I don't think. We had a, uh, a famous case oh, back in, I want to say 1958 maybe, and it involved uh, recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis. It was called the Seaford case, and it uh, it happened with a, a family. It was the Herman family up in Long Island in Nassau County, and it started with a young a teenage boy who started to uh, experience um, poltergeist activity, and it eventually spread throughout the house, and it became so strong that uh, they had everybody uh, and their cousin involved in this. They, the Nassau police were involved. Uh, there was a full-time uh, detective that stayed at the house. Uh, wow. they, had, they had mental health researchers, mental health uh, uh, facilitators, and there was also the, uh, Bill Roll from Duke University, along with a Dr. Uh, Gaither. And they happened to uh, come up because of the uh, the reaction that uh, this was getting, you know, even in the news agencies. So they came up to view it. And what's interesting about it, it, it lasted from February 3rd to March 10th. Now, during that period of time, Dr. Gaither documented 67 individual documented events 
of a poltergeist activity. Now, that's an, that's an extreme amount of uh, activity. Now, what's interesting about uh, this, the, uh, the number is that of the 67 documented events, Dr. Roll and Dr. Gaither from Duke University could not explain 17 of those events, which wow. certainly passes it from uh, the laboratory concept of psychokinetic activity to something unexplainable, which therefore puts it into the supernatural range. That's really interesting. It's funny. I've had a number of experiences um, from both sides of that of what you just were talking about, which is one of them when my one of my daughters, um, you know, came into the age of puberty around 14. All of a sudden, pictures started flying <laughs> off our walls, and the calendar kept falling down repeatedly. Especially when she would get angry, which kind of leads credence to kind of what you're talking about. You know, that um, energy affects energy. I'm just simplifying things. I'm very much into quantum physics, and I teach a lot of that. But I, but for our audience, I'm kind of simplifying things. So, you know, I, I didn't really think that was paranormal. I definitely thought it was, um, you know, her energy reacting, you know, uh, and causing things to be disturbed in our home, you know, and I didn't at all think it was paranormal. But at the same point, you know, I have, you know, sat in my dorm room in college and literally watched a book, you know, pull out from the bookshelf, hover in the air, and then be flung across till it hit the other wall, you know. And I've watched a radio station dial, you know, go up and down the radio station and different things. And, um, you know, I don't know. I've just experienced a lot that, that makes, you know, like you said, kind of like what your findings were, that there's a mix of reasons for things like that. But, the, you know, I love that you guys don't just normally go. I mean, it sounds like your group wouldn't normally just go to that's paranormal you know, but would investigate it. And, well, know, that's, that's it. Fine. As a matter of fact, even situations where, um, as you discussed with your uh, daughter or with the book, that doesn't necessarily even mean that uh, it's a psych psychokinetic type of energy. <clears throat> to give you an example, the house that I live in right now is haunted. And mm -hmm. um, about a week ago, uh, I was making uh, some coffee, so I... I fixed a cup for my wife and brought it into the living room. When I returned to the kitchen, I, uh, the coffee pot wasn't there. And when I, I finally looked around, here I found it up in, in one of the cupboards with the uh, cups. <laughs> now, <clears throat> wow. we, have no, we have no reason to uh, suspect any type of psychokinetic energy. Um, mm -hmm. So in that situation, uh, I would tend to believe that it's more of a uh, of a uh, an energy in the house that likes to play games. Hello, I'm here. I'm here. Um, so, so in your opinion, can I mean you mentioned a lot about puberty with uh, poltergeist, but what about, I mean, like, like Kim said, a book came out, like it, it intelligently came out of the bookshelf and it went across the room. Mm -hmm. that, that's, you know, can, can a poltergeist do an intelligent type of 
of haunting, I guess, or is it is it all random? <clears throat> well, when I when I think of poltergeist, uh, to me, um, poltergeist is uh, more of the actions that are involved as opposed to a haunting. Now, that does not preclude that a, a poltergeist uh, activity cannot be accompanied by a uh, a true act of haunting, uh, because it can, based on my experience in in, in uh, some of the the materials that we've been able to gather over 30 years. So it is not unusual to have a haunting in in re- relation to the poltergeist activity. So in that type of situation, unless uh, with the book, unless that happened more than one time, maybe two, three times, that different things would... Uh, would tend to fly off of, uh, let's say, a shelf, or things would fall, or things would be moved. Unless that, that there was a series uh, to that, uh, I would tend to believe that you're probably dealing uh, uh, with the possibility of a haunting. Hmm. Now, keep in mind that that in a, in a haunting situation, what you're dealing with is energy. And uh, whether it be positive energy or negative, but uh, you're dealing with energy, and we certainly have more than enough uh, documentation that that there are entities that are strong enough to not only affect um, objects, but also to affect people. Uh, that's yeah. why we've run across situations where people have uh, been scratched. You know, people have been pushed, punched. Um, as a matter of fact, in my 30 years, uh, any type of physical um, act towards me that you can you could ever imagine, I've had happen to me. I mean, punched, kicked, you know, tripped, you name it. So they do have that that uh, type of energy that they are certainly capable of flinging an object across the room. And in your opinion, um, Ed, what, what, where do they get that energy from? Or are there different um, categories of energies, uh, like some people believe? And what, what do you think those categories are, if you think there are different categories? Or do you just think there's one type of um, entity or energy? I don't believe uh, that there's categories, per se. I believe that... Uh, that each individual situation is is totally different. I mean, no two situations are, are the same. It's like fingerprints. And uh, so, I would I wouldn't go out in, in, on a limb and say that there are categories. Now, as far as uh, uh, the energy itself, there's there's two schools of thought. One is that an older type of uh, uh, let's say ghost. Um, is certainly been around long enough to accumulate enough energy uh, that it's probably uh, has a great deal of power. Uh, the other school of thought is that uh, that that uh, ghosts or apparitions, let's say, uh, adopt or uh, uh, mine 
energy from the environment, uh, whether it be in the in a room uh, from electronic equipment, electronic appliances, uh, and even uh, people. You know, as as human beings, we are composed of energy. So uh, they certainly they certainly uh, drain energy from us as well. What about? Have you ever heard of? And I've heard of this multiple times from multiple people. People would say they would drive under street light lamps and they would just explode. <laughs> it's it's odd that you would say this. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> I, I I have. <laughs> I have a situation where on occasions I drive under uh, uh, street lamps and they they go off. And uh, I have no explanation for it. Uh, I don't know why it happens. I do not have any type of uh, measurable um, uh, psychic uh, ability or power that I'm aware of. But uh, it's it's something that happened enough time that it caught my attention, and I've actually watched for. And sure enough, uh, every now and then, I drive under a street lamp, and it goes off. Coincidence? Uh, maybe a few times, but this has happened probably, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens of times. So I've heard, I, I've heard a lot of people have a lot. And when I say a lot, more than one is a lot. I've heard probably three or four, maybe five people over the last couple of years that that this happens to a lot, including in their house sometimes um, things would explode. And we kind of uh, – I was talking about this last week to somebody else, and we were kind of thinking that the bulbs that explode are older bulbs, meaning that they were going, going to go anyway. So whenever – they they changed the bulbs in the in the street. They changed like a whole row at the same time. And two three years later, they're all getting ready to go. So as you're driving under there, somehow your energy is affecting the energy of the of the bulb. I think that makes a lot of sense. I would tend to agree with that. Yes. How about Hello? you, Kim? Have you ever Kim? Have you ever had a any situation like that? Uh, no, it's like with it. Streetlights? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Have you ever heard of anybody? I I've heard probably a lot in the past couple of years. Two in one week, actually. From you're just talking about random people that you run across. I find that people that carry a high frequency um, tend to do that more than um, I guess I would say normal people. That would just be my opinion. What's odd, uh, and the reason that I kind of chuckled when you mentioned it, is because uh, I've never had anybody else bring that up before. And, it, and it's certainly something that that I've been keeping an eye on for uh, quite a few years now. So uh, I was just surprised to hear you uh, talk about it. Hmm. Yeah, it is, it is interesting. I've heard it a lot, though, so... Um, yeah, I, I think, and, and I don't know, maybe Kim has some explanation for it. Maybe it's that you're not grounded enough. Well, uh, actually, it's my impression that when you're sitting in an automobile that you are grounded. Um, you know, maybe I'm mistaken. Hmm. 
good that point. That makes sense, though, Walt. I mean, that, I would I would think that, too, like, you know, part of it. But, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of different explanations for that. Um, Ed, do you, when you say you do research, do you ever do any clearings or anything like that if you, you know, if you find um, a lot of anything in somebody's house or, or somewhere? Do you do clearings, too, or you just do the research? No, we do not do clearings. Uh, depending on the situation uh, uh, that we're we're encountering, now there are situations in which uh, the evidence tends to point towards uh, maybe a a soul that is earthbound because they do not understand that they've died. As a matter of fact, we are just ending some research into a place that uh, was exactly that case. And what we came across was uh, uh, the the client originally mentioned to us that there was a black figure mm-hmm. with uh, that was headless that appeared to yeah. have a pointed object that they would hold in their hand and make a jabbing motion. Well, what was interesting, in our research, we found that about a mile and a half from there, there was a gentleman uh, about a year before who was uh, killed. Uh, He was beheaded. Oh, my. He he had been stabbed 72 times with a knife. Wow. Now, uh, during the course of the... uh, of the uh, investigative stage, we we started to theorize that possibly that's what this dark uh, uh, this dark uh, energy was that the person had been talking about. So I mentioned to it that uh, that it certainly uh, needs to be aware, you know, that they have passed on, and that they're certainly permitted to, to go to the light, and we we just uncovered a very interesting response uh, as a matter of fact just yesterday and uh, the response was uh, when I mentioned that that the energy could go to the light we heard a very uh, weak thank you oh wow so and on on film on video when I mentioned about that are you aware that you were that you've died that you you're dead that we picked up a uh, a single bright orb that would go back and forth in front of me like it was pacing huh. during during that entire process and then of course like i said we we've just we just now uncovered the fact that uh, we have something on uh, audio where we have a voice saying thank you. Wow, that is yeah. really cool. It really is. Yeah, so you know, I, that something like that probably wouldn't bother me as bad as like some something that's mean and nasty and trying to, you know, hurt me. That would be like, you know, inspiring to help somebody, you know, move on to the light or whatever. But when they get, do you find it most of the time they're not mean or? You know, do you find most of the time they're kind of like that, kind of really nice and um, maybe just need a little bit of help to get where they need to go? 
the greatest majority of, of legitimate hauntings that uh, we have been uh, that we've studied are totally non-threatening, and I think that uh, maybe your listeners uh, should be ama- made aware of the fact that the majority, and I'm going to say maybe even 90% of hauntings wow. are totally non-threatening. It, it turns out to be a case of mom or dad or Uncle Joe or, you know, it, it, it's it's no one that's going to cause harm. As a matter of fact, I would venture to say that many people that are listening uh, tonight probably have activity in their homes that they're Absolutely. not even aware of, but uh, they coexist. That's what we do at, at my place here. We coexist. They don't bother me. I don't bother them. Um so as long as something is non-threatening, that's not, that's not a problem. But as you yeah, mentioned I, before, if, if it is something that's threatening, once it starts to make contact with somebody, uh, physical contact, that's where the, uh, the red flags start to pop up. I, I agree with that, living in, uh, living, co- coexisting with them. Uh, I, I talked to somebody they lived in a house that used to be a hospital during the Revolutionary War, and they have, like, Revolutionary War soldiers in their house. And they love it. <laughs> they, like, they like having them in the house. I mean, it's, it's a piece of history. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, I think, you know, as long as you're okay with it and everybody's sleeping at night, I don't, I don't see a problem with it either. Yeah, I think that brings up a great point, too, which is something I always say. Everybody's like, do you think my house is haunted? And um, my oldest daughter <clears throat> is actually an extremely accurate medium. She can see 100% of the time. We used to drive down the street in my little town since she was a little girl, and um, she would point to houses, and she'd be like, do you see that lady standing there? Do you see the man in the yard? Do you see? And I'm like, no, I only see 70% of the time. No. <laughs> you know. But um, the point is, you know, I always tell people the most accurate show on TV that I've ever found is actually Ghost Whisper. Not accurate maybe in everything, but accurate in the fact there are spirits everywhere. I have spirits sometimes. They do it every three or four months, I think, just to torture me. Where I have to say to the girls as I'm driving down the road, is that a real person? Because I certainly don't want to hit a real person. <laughs> I have to double check myself with my girls, and they'll be like, no, there's nobody there. You know, my oldest daughter is in Colorado now, so I can't have her check. But, uh, yeah, so I see and encounter spirits everywhere. The majority of human spirits, I find, are very, as you said, neutral or, or actually helpful and um, positive, you know. So I just think that's an interesting perspective. We tend it's to think, you know, sensationalism of the media, though, that everything's, you know, the opposite, dark and scary and negative. It's interesting. Yes, exactly. It's a family member. It's a family member just watching over you like like your own guardian angel. So it's not always a bad thing. As a matter of fact, you mentioned the ghost whisperer. Uh, Unfortunately, it's, I think it's out of syndication now, but uh, that's actually based on a, on on some true events. Uh, The, the, Technical advisor to that show was a, was a woman by the name of uh, Marianne uh, Winkowski, who lives, uh, I think, outside of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, she, uh, since childhood, uh, had the gift of seeing and, and being able to talk to earthbound spirits, 
or earthbound, uh, earthbound energies, I'm going to say. Now, the show itself was um, the the brainchild of uh, James Van Praw, who uh, uh, many people may know from from reading his books. Now, James Van Praw uh, claims to have the ability to see and talk to spirits that have passed on. He cannot see earthbound, but he can see spirits. So that show, the reason that show seemed to have some uh, credibility was because of the fact that it's actually based on on two very renowned people that uh, claim to have that ability. Yeah, we actually had, um, I forget, what was his name? The um, psychic cop, Chuck Bergman, you know, I think worked with James Van Prowse, so he talked a little bit about him, too, on one of our shows. So um, I'm a little bit familiar uh, with his work, but I just think it's really interesting. I like that you're not, that you don't sensationalize the spirit oh, world. You know, I do. I love that. I love that you approach it just very calmly and methodically and, you know, um, I don't know. Just really wanting, it sounds and feels like to me to find out the truth. You know, whatever that truth may be, it, it sounds like you go in pretty neutral. I think, and forgive me, while you and I probably, um, because of the nature of what we do, I get called in on, usually I get called in on, which is another subject, I realize, <laughs> Ed, but I get called in on severe demonic possession cases usually. So, But I'm going in there because I'm told that that's what it is. You know, I go in there with that slant, and of course I'm able to discern whether it is or isn't and go from there. But I think sometimes, you know, when you're called on for emergency cases, you you have that filter. Do you, do you know what I'm saying, that you place over the situation which jades kind of um, somewhat your perception of it? Sure, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think that uh, whenever, whenever we approach a... Um, a um a locale that uh is said to be something uh we 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 actually have to approach that with a, with some caution because uh, uh with the advent of these of the shows on on cable TV now uh there are so many people that uh, that make claims that uh-huh. they're having uh, they're having some type of activity uh you know no pun intended but people become spooked and they start to think that everything that happens is paranormal so uh, we approach things very cautiously um we do a great deal of uh of what i call stage 1 which is our uh, our investigative uh stage uh pre-investigative stage let's say where we do a lot of background research. Uh, we we interview people that are involved uh, with that locale. Um, we spend oh sometimes depending on the size of the uh, of the locale, we can spend sometimes weeks just doing pre research so that we know exactly uh, you know is this something that's credible? Is this something that uh, really needs to be researched? Yeah, that's what I call the boring part. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, for your listeners, uh, I'd like to make this clear. Do not believe what you see on television. T- 
television is entertainment. It, they do that for uh, the sake of selling advertising time. When we go in and we do a pre-investigation and then we do the investigation, it is very boring. It's like going fishing. <laughs> you know, you sit there and you just go, you know, you, you do certain actions, but uh, it's you do not, as a rule, you know, have things appearing before you or you don't uh, have things chasing you down the hallway. Um, it's It's a very tedious, uh, time-consuming, step-by-step um, uh, procedure. So uh, we get literally hundreds of people that want to come on investigations because they think wow. that it's, there's all this, all this activity going on, you know, all this excitement, and there really isn't. Uh, and when we hit the... Uh, uh, analysis phase. Oh my goodness, it takes it takes us such a long time to do a very thorough scientific analysis of what we've gathered up. That that's what separates the people that are sincere from the people that are not. Um, it is uh, it's very very time uh, intensive and very very tedious. So uh, it can take us months to go through material. I love that you said that because that's the advantage of being me. Usually I get caught in on cases, so I'm kind of like a floating guest, which I love because I don't have to set up the equipment. (laughs) (laughs) And and I don't have to review the research, and I just get to come have the fun. But even in that, I remember going with um, Erie Paranormal. They're no longer together, but they were actually on Zach Vegan's Paranormal Challenge show. And I was a psychic medium for a while for their team. And we actually went to Prospect Place, which is a very active location um, in Ohio. It was a it had a rich history. You know, it had the slave um, built-in slave quarters underneath where they ran the Underground Railroad. And a uh, slave master hung himself in the barn. And it had actually, Ghost Adventures had actually been there. It got in a lot of activity. And supposedly there was a demon in the um you know, barred and on and on and on. And it was so funny because even in a very, what I would call an extremely hot spot, I'm telling you guys, a lot of it was really, really boring. As a matter of fact, I was so excited to go in the barn, and there was nothing there. There was no energy, and that's from my skill, you know, as a highly developed medium. But but the equipment also verified. There was nothing there. There was no unusual energy whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I felt that it would have probably been safest and most secure to sleep in the barn, which on TV was the hottest spot. So it's just so interesting. You never know what you're going to find in an investigation. And, you know, much of it was spent being bored, to be honest, because, again, I'm used to being called in an emergency case and a paranormal investigation is not really the same, you know, as a highly volatile you know, person in the throes of demonic possession. So I love, I mean, the reality of a lot of people I know form these paranormal groups and they dry up very quickly because, number one, they don't know what they're doing. Number two, I've heard a lot of people be really honest and say they're bored out of their minds. They're not, and you know what's funny? I just went to a um, fort on vacation, and again, you would think a fort would be a very active place. And yes, I went in the daytime and I took some paranormal equipment, and again, I used my abilities. Were there a few spirits hanging around? Yeah. You know how many in a fort? Two or three I encountered over, you know, a period of an hour or two. That's just not what we see on TV, you know? No, no. and that's, uh, there's just so much uh, misinformation that, uh, 
comes out of those uh, TV shows that uh, it's almost a mixed blessing to to an extent, a double-edged sword. It's good that it's brought people's awareness levels up uh, as to uh, paranormal existence. And uh, from that end, you know, that's been great. But unfortunately, uh, it's it's more of a Hollywood version of the paranormal than it is of the real paranormal. And as you just uh, mentioned, you know, it's when you're there, it's boring. It's very, <laughs> very, very, it's very unusual for us to to have uh, you know something exciting uh, act, actually happen real time. I mean, on occasions we will. It's right. not like it doesn't happen, but uh, I would say 95% of the time, uh, we do not appreciate the activity levels that we were actually expo- exposed to until we're into the analysis phase. Uh, uh-huh. That's where uh, uh, that's where we really get surprised sometimes. I can't even I can't even count the number of times we have left a site. And the the consensus was, you know, there didn't seem to be much going on there. Mm. Only to find that when we did the analysis, it, it, you know, uh, holy heck was breaking loose all around us. And we we wow. were just not aware of it. Now, is that through EVPs or is that through video evidence or all of the above? All the above. All the above. Um, we... Uh, we like to to put a special emphasis on the uh, EVPs, and for your listeners, that's electronic voice phenomena. That's where we take a uh, a uh, digital recorder, generally, and uh, we go into a location and we ask very pointed questions because we're looking for a very specific type of uh, uh, possible responses, and. That to me is is the most interesting phenomena in the in the uh, the whole paranormal uh, investigation is sitting in in a room, let's say by yourself or with a with somebody else, and the room is totally empty, it's totally isolated, there's nobody around, and you ask a very specific question, and you record a very specific response to that question. Now, you know, how you wrap your mind around that is is a very good question. Because if you try to if you try to figure it out logically, you'll drive yourself crazy. Because there is no logical explanation. The rules of uh, physics and, and logic just do not apply to the paranormal. What what type of equipment do you use for EVPs? Because I've heard that sometimes a cheaper recorder is better because it has less filters than a more expensive one. I don't know that I've found any evidence for that. Um, I do tell people, though, that that are interested in in trying that out, that they certainly do not need to go out and spend a lot of money on an electronic device. Uh, it's, It's not... It's not a. Um, it's not the machine so much. 
although it you know it it does help but obviously but it's not so much the machine it's it's the person my if if an entity chooses to to make themselves known or communicate they will if they choose not to they will not you know regardless you can have a $1000 studio recorder there and you're not going to get anything if they choose not to communicate with you. You could have a $50 digital recorder, and if they choose to communicate with you, you'll hear it. It'll be on there. Yeah, I totally agree with you because I, I tend not to get a lot of EVPs, and while someone else, you know, next to me is getting lots, it really mm-hmm. is. It does depend on the person. Yes, it does, and, and I don't think many people realize that. Uh, that's one of the questions that I get uh, a, a great deal of the time, and that is, well, why did one person get the recording and the other person didn't? And, and my theory is that that's exactly what it is. They wanted to to uh, communicate with that person and not the other person. So it's not unusual for two or three or, or more recorders to be in a room uh, taping the, the exact same session and uh, maybe only one or two people get a recording and the others don't. Right, I agree. Mm-hmm. That was that was really a great, great point. Could you give us, um, and I want to continue our conversation a little bit, I want to ask you a question that Walt and I were just talking about before you came on, but could you give us your uh, information how people can get a hold of you, your website, if you have a Facebook, you know, all your different addresses of how to get a hold of you. Oh, most certainly. <clears throat> Our uh, internet website is Hauntings Research. Now, that's Hauntings with an S, and it's one word, hauntingsresearch.com. That would be our website. Now, on the website, there are pages in which you can go to to uh, subscribe to our newsletter, which is free, and we deliver it by email. There's a site where you can uh, write us a note uh, asking us questions, making comments, whatever. Uh, There are numerous links that are listed, which can take you to uh, other locations where we have a presence. We are uh, on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, uh, you know, we're we're Hauntings Research Facebook. We do have some very interesting photos on both the website and the Facebook site. You can also go to YouTube. uh, And once again, there's a link on our website for this. But on YouTube, we do have a video channel, which does have some uh, rather bizarre (laughs) videos of... uh, of some things that we've uh, we've actually captured during some of our investigations, so uh, we certainly uh, welcome anybody to uh, visit our sites and interact with us, and and certainly drop us a line. Oh, and believe me, they will. <laughs> um, a lot of people listen because of time and being. Um, I have listeners all over the world, so a lot of them listen to this. You know. Sometimes I guess it's yesterday or tomorrow or whatever <laughs> in different parts of the world. But we love you guys and we really appreciate you listening. But a lot will listen to the archives that are not 
on live. But here's the question I have for you, and it's not it's kind of a paranormal question. Um, what, in your opinion, uh, is Bigfoot? Do you have an opinion on that? That's what we were talking about before you came on. We were discussing what we thought Bigfoot was. Uh, interesting question. <laughs> uh, well, it's a little bit outside of my realm, so I, I'm going to be I'm going to be speaking just from personal. Uh, this is okay. my own, my own personal things. I have no evidence uh, towards this, but uh, I tend to believe that uh, that Bigfoot may be a uh, a species that has heretofore not really been identified. You know, every year there are literally millions of species that are discovered, and uh, they're obviously very small and 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 uh, not uh, not very popular type species. But there are species that are are discovered that are brand new to people. So I tend to believe that that's exactly what Bigfoot is. I I think it's a it's a species that has been around for a long, long time, and uh, that we have just not truly identified yet. Don't you think, Ed, that it's a rather large... I mean, if we can capture so much evidence, I mean, really, if you think about it, so much real evidence, you know, even sorted out from the sake of spirits and entities and on and on, you know, on video, as you captured it, as I've captured it on tape, you know, on, you know, these digital recorders and on and on. Why can we not capture clear evidence of Bigfoot, especially because he's not, you know, it's not like we're looking for, you know, an ant here. You know, it's known in every culture around the world and, and still, you know, reports come in probably, if not every day, every week or every month you know, from various areas around the world. So why can we not capture, you know, solid evidence of something that's supposedly tangible? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes. I think it's because we're looking for a needle in a haystack. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's something that, uh, you know, they're, they're obviously not fond of publicity. Uh, they certainly They certainly make a very... Um, evident attempt at, at staying away from from people, but uh, I mean they literally, uh, if they if they truly do exist, they literally live in in uh, sites that are very remote. I mean, uh, out in the northwest, for instance, uh, millions and millions of acres of uh, of land. You just you know it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Uh, there's a gentleman that I made acquaintances of uh, this past summer who is the chief investigator for MUFON in West Virginia. Uh-huh. And he, he kind of surprised me. He said that they get a lot of Bigfoot sightings that he has to investigate. Really? Wow. Yeah. And we we uh, should get him on our show, Kim. Yeah. yeah he he would be... Uh, well, uh, maybe after we get off the air. Sure, sure. Okay, okay. Um, very, very interesting. So, um, hmm. So I wonder if there's a correlation there. Is that what you you might be possibly saying? 
I don't know about the correlation, but I think that, uh, you know, even in West Virginia, uh, West Virginia, it, for the most part, is, is mountains and, and, uh, and forests. Uh, I would say that uh, probably two-thirds of the state is unpopulated. So, you know, it's it's even though it came as a surprise to my wife and I, uh, it really uh, it really shouldn't be a surprise. It's you know it's a pretty isolated place. Hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I actually live well right now near um, Salt Fork in Ohio, which is a huge you know triangle, but again some fairly dense. Uh, hilly terrain where there's a lot of Bigfoot fighting. So, um, yeah, it is more, now that you mention it, in the isolated. You know, it's not like there have been big sightings, you know, downtown New York City, and we're wondering why you can't be photographed. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty well, good I have point. A, I have a strong theory that uh, that they're discriminated against by uh, the the card companies that will not issue them credit. So I think that's uh, probably why they they do not go into the cities much. I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> well, do you have? I should have asked you if you if you could have maybe, and we'll have to have you back another time to make up for our time mix up. And uh, oh, I would love to, to fully promote, but uh, maybe I don't know if you could maybe bring some EVPs back another time. But what could you tell us? What do you have a favorite EVP? I mean, I know you just told us about the one you just captured. Do you have a favorite EVP, and could you tell us, you know, briefly the story around that? As a matter of fact, I do. I, I and I'm going to say I have two that that okay. for whatever reason just always stick with me. One is a uh, is a recording of a a, a young girl, and uh, we captured that at the Homestead uh, Police Building uh, several years back. And uh, it's it's a heartbreaking, literally heartbreaking uh, recording. Uh, it's very very clear. As a matter of fact, uh, if you have me back on next time, uh, I'll, I'll try to make a point to include that, uh, you know, for your listeners. But the recording uh, is very clear, and it says, "Please stay and love me." That's pretty, that's pretty sad, isn't it? What's that? It's, it's, wow. it's heart-touching, heart you know. Oh, it. Uh, when I first heard, I mean, my wife and I, it literally broke our hearts. I mean, here it is. Now, there, it's an abandoned building now. It just sits uh, um, with no activity. Uh, but, you know, we think about this and we think, here this poor this poor earthbound uh, ghost is 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 caught in this building, and she's so desperate for uh, for something that you know that we can't provide. And like I said, it literally is heartbreaking. Now the the other one that comes to mind is just the opposite, and it's and it's comical. Um, this was in a uh, it was a two hundred and 20-year-old homestead, and uh, once again, this is several, several years back, but uh, I was in what is a colonial kitchen. It's still the uh, the original kitchen area, 
And uh, I, I asked a question, uh, and I can't even remember what, exactly what the question was, but the response was priceless. The response sounds like some little old lady, and she says, What do you want? <laughs> you know, it's like, geez, I'm sorry. <laughs> but what do you want? You know, you know it's funny, Ed, is, is spirits, you know, when they when they pass, when a person passes, they have the same personality that they had when they were alive. It doesn't change. That's correct. Uh, whatever Whatever we are now, we will be in the afterlife. So... Yes, we do take that along with us, and and I think that particular woman was uh, was not one to take kindly to people interrupting her while she was uh, doing her baking and cooking. That's cute. I love that. Well, Ed, we have to wrap up the show in a couple minutes, but if you could give your website one more time, and um, you have an open invitation to come back, and I will um, heavily promote you tomorrow and promote the show. So um, there will be no lack of permission for you all making up this evening and tomorrow. But you are definitely invited back, and we'll make sure that we all know what time you're on. And I'll make sure I get on well in advance as well so you can have that link. Um, but if well, you need I, it, which I'd you get it, I'd be happy to get it to you. I had a great time, and I would love to come back on. Um, so... The website is Hauntings Research, and like I said, that's Hauntings with an S, hauntingsresearch.com. And on that uh, on that website, you can you can access various links to some of our sites, and uh, you can certainly uh, uh, drop us a uh, a note uh, if you have any questions or comments that you would like to make. And uh, we would be more than glad to hear you. And also Facebook. If you're on Facebook, Hauntings Research Facebook, uh, we'd be more than glad to to have you access some pretty remarkable photos that are on that site, too, as well. Right. And I was telling them um, before you came on about all the amazing photos on your site. There's really a lot of information on there and resources, so be sure to check that out, and it was our privilege, your joy to have on, and, you know, so informative, and I enjoyed it so much, and I'm sure our listeners will as well, so thank you, I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. All right, well, we will talk soon, my friend, and you have a good evening. And same to you. All right, take care. Well, uh, Miss Shannon, did you fall off at some point? Or are you still there? <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm still listening. And you know how, like, paranormal stuff kind of makes So I was, uh, I was listening, but I am relieved about how he was talking about, you know, he even said 90%, you know, of hauntings or whatever are actually gentle spirits, not meaning any harm or anything, but... Um, as I've told my story before, and I, I won't tell it again, I had, you know, a not so nice experience, nothing physical, but, you know, something that did scare me quite a bit. So I, you know, I don't even like talking about it. Yeah, we'll have to ask him about that next time he comes on. We'll have to run that by him if he's heard any stories like that. I just, because, you know, Brianna and you and me one time, (laughs) which liked it, (laughs) 
all um, experience the same thing. So we'll have to ask him about that next time. But we're down to a couple minutes. So, um, Walt or Shannon, do you want to talk about how you can get a hold of us? Go ahead, Walt. Well, if you would like to get uh, find out more about Dr. Kim, you can go to www.secrettoeverything.com. If you'd like to follow Dr. Kim on Twitter, you may do so at Serene Wellness. If you'd like to follow uh, Shannon on Twitter, you can follow her at Shan Roof. And if you'd like to follow me, I am Ghost Hunter Walt on Twitter. And I am also, you can check us out on Facebook, Kimberly McGeorge on Facebook. I don't know what Shannon is on Facebook. I, I, she's not my friend, so I don't know. Um, or um, I am I Serenity? Everything on Facebook as well, right? Shannon, did you change it from Serenity Natural Wellness to Secret to Everything on Facebook yes, for me? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Okay. The group is under Secret to Everything. Um, and Shannon, what are you on Facebook? If you want to tell people, it's maybe just Shannon. It's Shannon, then it's Smith hyphen Roof R O O F. Right, and Walt already has too many followers on Facebook, so you guys don't get to. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I thank you guys for being here. Next week, Michelle. Next week, um, Shannon. Right. Michelle Hebert. Yeah, Michelle is. I just love her to death. So you guys will really enjoy her. And until then, everybody have a great week, and thank you so much for listening. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening on Our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Dr. Kimberly, Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, night Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.